everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And we're together again. Yay. <laughs> we're very excited to be doing this in person together. Yay. Yay. Uh, oh, by the way, this is Coffee and Capes, a podcast where the two of us are enthusiasts for, well, coffee and geek culture. So we talk about it every week. Every week for the last like five, almost six months. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is about? crazy. Yeah. Five, almost six yay months. Yay us. And yay you. Thanks yeah. for being along on this journey right? with us. We really, yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. Like super appreciate it. Man, every every time we get to interact with somebody online and, and somebody reaches out or somebody discovers us, it's like, really love you guys. Like, it really means a lot. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. 100%. So you found us in some manner or another. John, you are the keeper of all of the manners. Yeah, all of, the manners. All the, uh, <laughs> except so, for, except, well, no. yeah, no. All right. Uh, so guys, if you're watching this, obviously you found us on YouTube. Hi. Um, otherwise, you know, you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, maybe Stitcher, Google Podcasts, any of your favorite podcast things. Maybe you found us through Feedspot uh, podcast uh, website. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Then uh, you may have found us on the socials. So we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. I don't think we're on any others. Uh, underneath coffee, the letter N, the word capes, not coffee and capes, but coffee and capes. Like rock and roll, only tastier. Like rock and roll, but yeah, but tastier and, you know, a little nerdier. And yes, without much the, nerdier. Without the... 1980s makeup and big hair right um Very and then, not the big hair definitely not the big hair uh and then you may have you know you can email us guys if you want to reach out we we really enjoy when everybody reaches out and uh interacts with us again you can send us an email at supers at coffeeandcapes.com and then we have a website that if you go to you can sign up to be in the know when we launch things like cool coffee mugs yeah cool yeah mugs. cool coffee, Yay, coffee. Yeah. oh yeah cheers for coffee. and coffee to go in them mm. especially the coffee to go in them yeah and uh you know one of the things i think it's important to talk about with the upcoming launch of coffee and capes coffee is that a portion of the proceeds from every bag will go to uh help fight hunger both domestically and internationally with a couple organizations that um we're just working through some stuff with them right now, but we'll talk about them uh, in full later on. So if you do buy coffee from us, and we really appreciate it when you do, uh, know that part of what you're spending is going to help some people. So you get to be a hero, you know, without the superpowers. And you never know, our coffee may give you superpowers. We don't know. Right, we don't. It hasn't yet, but that doesn't mean it won't. Right, otherwise. And, and you know, you can be superhero and cape optional. Like if you're sure. a cape person, put that cape on, man. That's right. You do you. Or you can put on a Spider-Man onesie <laughs> and clean cobwebs from the corners of your grandmother's house. You should do that. You should, yeah. Uh, speaking of coffee, I mean, we are drinking coffee. We are drinking coffee. Yeah. Uh, it is the same coffee because I swung by Starbucks on the way to- Thank you, Starbucks. Yeah, thanks, Starbucks. Uh, it's the, is it Verona? That's the dark roast? My Verona? My Verona, yeah uh verona dark roast so good coffee um you know it's starbucks right <clears throat> thanks john you're welcome buddy. dave's actually got our fan fiction today <clears throat> i do Dave. i heard from my friend joy so thanks for listening joy thanks joy and she said educate me are any on your list of for this is from the uh <clears throat> valentine's day episode the comic power couples any on that list uh, that aren't binary. I know representation is slightly improving, but just wondering. Uh, can you define binary for us? For sure. Don't know? Yeah, sure. So I think she meant gender binary, anybody, or also, uh, you know, are, or I think she was asking, are they all, are they all heterosexual couples? Are they all straight, you know, cishet couples and uh, cisgender and heterosexual couples? And I said, no, actually some, um, there are multiple same-sex couples. The, the ones that I, I guess I didn't go back and exactly list or well, look, we, listen to, but ones that I know that we talked about or that were on the list. Harley and to Ivy. Talk about. Yep, Harley and Ivy, Apollo and Midnighter, mm -hmm. Mystique and Destiny, yep. Hulking, Hulkling and, and Wiccan. Wiccan. Yep. Um, 
are the ones that came to mind right away. And then, of course, we know Deadpool. I don't remember if we brought up Deadpool, but we did not bring up Deadpool. But we know that Deadpool is uh, officially pansexual in the, right. in Marvel universe. Yep. There, um, <clears throat> uh, Superman's son, Jonathan Kent. Okay, right is uh, I believe. I can't remember if he if he's completely gay or not but that was a thing that was released as well is that jonathan kent um had a because he had a boyfriend okay uh also you have um north star right from the yes. x-men and his husband who's actually a non-powered right um so there's there's a considerable amount of yeah representation there and as far as the uh you know if anybody's not non there's anybody that's uh, non-binary gender. I said, well, I don't know about that exactly, but an example yeah. that comes to mind is Monster Girl from Invincible. Oh yeah, who is a girl and or a woman, depending on which time, which part of the which part of the story you're in. She ages, right? Um, but in her monster form, she's male, and she in her girl form, she she got. She got together with uh, one of the Flaxons, okay. and but then when they were having sex, she was she was in her monster form, and the uh, the Flaxon woman became pregnant. So it's kind of interesting to me that it was an interesting that uh, yeah, and that when the story. right when yeah. the son comes back, he always refers to her as father, whether she's in monster form or or, or Amanda form. So I think that's you know I. That's the closest example I could come up with with for that came to mind anyway. Yeah. And, and, you know, it is, it is, we talked about uh, the effort of one of the main things that, you know, is about comic books and that culture that matters so much to us is that seeing that inclusivity and that diversity um, and their, you know, stance against things like racism and sexism and, um, you and know, homophobia and homophobia. Right. Yeah. And so they've done a, always done a really nice job of you know striving to have the pages show uh, a level of you know that stance but i think in the last probably decade we've seen a nice stronger stance towards things like homophobia um well and it's always right that one of the great things about geek culture in general and and comics in specific as we understand it is that it's a place for everybody to belong. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's important that everybody can see someone like them. Yeah. Um, in, in comics. And, and I, I think that's great that we're, it's, it's thrilling that it's, it's becoming more and more diverse. Yes. Uh, agreed. And it actually, that question and, and that topic actually kind of flows into, we were talking about today's topic uh, beforehand and the character uh, and his stance on um on this and so today before we jump into that just let me wrap it up and say thanks joy for the uh for the question and uh appreciate you you're reaching out and i'm glad we could we could have that conversation thank you joy yeah, yeah. um so, so today who are we talking about today <laughs> we just finished you know last week the last episode came out right last week um and so we're going to talk about peacemaker with John Cena directed and written by James Gunn. Just, man, is there a better opening sequence to a show? Oh my gosh. Ever. <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean, so few shows have opening sequences anymore. It's definitely the best one of the last decade. Easily. I mean, I haven't really done any research to try to back that up, but nothing gonna... else comes to mind. I mean, it's just so deadpan and funny and um <laughs> you're like the first time you see it like what in the world is happening right? here so good so so good um and i i can't remember uh who the actor is that plays harcourt she's actually engaged to james gunn they've been together forever i did not know that um yeah it just came out last week that they got engaged after being together for years how they in an interview they asked her about that opening sequence and that opening dance. Her name is Jennifer Holland. Jennifer Holland. There you go. Um, so they asked Jennifer Holland about that opening sequence and that opening dance. And she's like, no, no, we all practice that together. 
over and over and over again. She's like, I am pretty sure I could flash mob this right now if I needed to. I, I mean, that's, you know, and the reason for that being done that way by James Gunn is, is pretty phenomenal. Um, that he wanted to keep people from just fast forwarding through the opening credits so that the people that work on the film or work on the show could get some eyes on their wow, name and get some nice. recognition. I did not know that. Yeah. Good on you, James Gunn. That's right? a good decision. And so, so funny. And you can tell they're working hard at the end of that thing. You can see them just like breathing super yeah. heavy. Like it's, that's, <laughs> that's legit work they're doing on that opening it is. dance. Um, and <laughs> I, I really enjoy the fact that Judo Master ends up on John Cena's shoulder, just <laughs> right. like holding him right. there while Eagly hops out in front and yeah. tries to do that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things, just to tie it into uh, Joy's question, though, uh, at the very beginning in the first episode, when John Cena's talking to the janitor in the hospital, he, he makes fun of Aquaman for having sex with fish. And the guy's like, no. He goes, yeah, he's like, and I don't have a problem if you're having sex with women or if your dude having sex with dudes. He's like, but when it comes to fish, cross species like that. Uh, so it, it was just kind of tied into the question. And I wanted to bring that up because it, uh, from what I've read, it was important to both John Cena and James Gunn that Peacemaker was portrayed in the light of being okay with that. Um <laughs> Oh, not okay with the fish thing right yeah <laughs> uh so and that fish thing came back came all the way back all around. the way back around <laughs> in the last episode yeah so hold on yeah. we got to give our caveat right, right guys we don't know how to keep our mouth shut um at all so if you're watching if we did this, that would make for a really 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 boring podcast it would make for a really boring podcast if you're watching this and you haven't watched peacemaker and you care about such things turn it off go do other things watch peacemaker just binge it through like yes. lose eight hours of your day it's totally worth it and then come back and, and restart and and we'll be right here waiting yep. for you we'll wait <laughs> um these are the things you're subjected to when we're in the same room <laughs> yes uh so anyway dave your impressions of peacemaker i loved it it was so much fun it's i mean very it, very much like the suicide squad yeah the suicide squad right because there's two right it was uh funny violent grotesque uh <laughs> profane i'm sorry in, in every single way when he sonic booms <laughs> that alien at the beginning and then the police officer's like what is this pizza yeah. and like nope Officer, that's put that down. That's a face. That's a, what? <laughs> Sets it down. That moment, I was like, okay, that's just. So and I don't, I don't know exactly how he does it, but as we saw in the Suicide Squad, James Gunn has managed to create an uh, a mood where mm -hmm. it can be completely profane and and violent and gross, and yet not feel oppressive or bad or like right yeah or it's not like a it's not like a world war ii movie it's not right. like saving private ryan right the first half hour it brilliant movie amazing movie right. beautifully shot but the first half hour of that movie you're like my it just soul tears hurts. your soul out right yeah. yeah yeah and i don't i mean i don't i don't know we could probably debate whether or not this is good for society or not that we can have violent profane things that feel funny and and okay, I yeah. don't know, but you know, we're not I'm, here to make that comment. Yeah. But I will say that whatever it says about me, I really, really enjoyed the series and that mood that it created. Man, it was so good. First of all, I, I James Gunn has just it's such a great feel for these things, yeah. as was evidenced in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, right. He brought Guardians of the Galaxy to life in a way that was funny and touching and yeah. you know at times a little bit like huh you know but in that funny way right right in yeah that, and touching is important too like because peacemakers touching as well like it's yeah it's I, moving there's a there's a scene we we and i mentioned this earlier like rachel and i are re-watching it 
with her parents right now. And her parents absolutely love We're it. Very they, brave. They, they think it's funny. <laughs> I could not watch this with my mom. <laughs> no? no, that's okay. No. Um, well, her, her mom thinks it's hilarious. Her dad thinks it's funny. And so we're sitting there watching it. And, you know, John Cena's character. John Cena, by the way, I don't know what they put in, like, the WWE drinking water. <laughs> but we've now had, like, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, we had Dave Batista, mm -hmm. who James Gunn brought in. And, right. and he did an article recently, an interview about why he had specifically pulled dave patista and john cena i haven't read it yet and now we got you know john cena yeah and these guys have done a great job with they have great comedic timing which is really interesting um it would be an interesting kind of case study in like the acting that they do within the wwe yeah it's almost like they they got some acting chops in in the wrestling right. world but it's all real right it's not fake uh however right I feel like even though we've, I've seen John Cena and some other stuff before and he was funny, um, this was a whole different level. And there's a scene where he's been making fun of um, what's the guy with the beard's name? The uh, show? Do you remember? Uh, John, isn't his name John? Um, yeah, but Economos. Economos. So um, he's making fun of his beard and the dye job and everything yeah. else. And yeah. he's, you know, and Economist is, is, telling him you know you don't have to be a dick and john cena goes back to his home and he's laying down and he starts crying right sobbing like uncontrollably because yeah. he has this history of pushing people away that right. could be his friends yeah. and he doesn't want to do that anymore and it was such a like very touching moment and something that I think is very relatable for people because there are a number of people out there who put up that offensive, sarcastic front out of, you know, maybe it's a, a fear of allowing people to get close, who knows, right? But then inside, like they struggle with really wanting connection, right? But they can't get it. Well, and that's a trait. I mean, if you believe in such things as generational traits, mm -hmm. like that's what you described just now is essentially what we Gen Xers totally. do. Yeah. Well, and it's because, so I think as generations have gone on, right, it, it's started to shift. We definitely see a different kind of experience oh, sure. with younger generations yeah. now. But I mean, you think about the generations that came before us, that was, they were worse at it than we were. They even oh, talk sure. about feelings. Right. Um, right. So, you know, to see that, that kind of portrayal and to see him do it with a, a certain level of like believability and ease. Yeah. You know, I, like hats off to John Cena. Like he really did just a nice job. He really did. And if you had told me while we were watching the Suicide Squad that that character Mm -hmm. would go on to be one that you could not only care about, but watch Every grow week. and evolve and, and become a actual hero. Yeah. I would have been skeptical at yeah. the very least. Yeah. And you know, he's, a, he's James Gunn. I, this is another, you know, kudos to James Gunn does such a great job with bringing fairly obscure characters to the screen for sure and yeah. and expanding them in a way that to your point you care about and watch and see evolve and then want to see more i mean to i would have never even though i enjoyed the suicide squad <laughs> so much and i think it was the best out of you know kind of that whole little trilogy because i throw birds of prey in there with okay. part of that fair right yeah the Harley Quinn trilogy. Yeah. Um, I I loved that show. I loved that movie. I love Sylvester Stallone is King Shark. And <laughs> it's so good. Right. So good. Um, but if you had told me, hey, you're going to watch Peacemaker, I'd be like, meh. Eh, right. I'll well, watch an entire, entire series of King Shark. Right. Yes. Like, for sure. Well, and think to back to the, uh, the post-credit scene, I think, with in the Suicide Squad, where Harcourt and Economos are punished, their punishment for rebelling against Amanda Waller is they, as they say, oh, I can't believe we got a 
watch over this douchebag referring to peacemaker, peacemaker. yeah because he has <laughs> a, a history of well and it gets brought up right the um again to go back to the first episode the janitor when he's talking to the janitor yeah. and he's and he's trying to tell him like dude i'm a superhero and the janitor's like who are you it's like peacemaker he's like there's no hero called peacemaker <laughs> and then when he connects the dots he's like oh you're that racist superhero and he's like what are you talking about i'm not racist he's like mm, a little bit yeah. and then he starts talking and, yeah. and you know it comes out he's like i'm not racist he goes fine i'll watch over everybody equally and try to kill everybody <laughs> will that make you happy and he's like yes yeah thank you <laughs> right and then they move on from the conversation but yeah. we also kind of get a glimpse into why he's such a douchebag we introduced to his dad oh my god yes right who is if anybody that's ever old enough to remember seeing terminator 2 right uh was the robert patrick thousand robert patrick right robert patrick's a great actor too he's been in so much stuff and man i to see him in this first of all that haircut was phenomenal (laughs) so good so good uh like what even was going on i don't know it looked like he stuck a fork in a light socket and it just shocked you know what that works let's stick with that let's go with that robert uh and you know he's such a good actor he's despicable right out of the gate for sure like you don't like him and you're not supposed to like you're not supposed to sometimes you get villains in these things where you know you want to empathize with a little bit or at least sympathize with a little bit not this one and and i am here for any show or movie that wants to make white supremacists the yeah the ultimate bad guy because absolutely they are and and i i like that there was no question that this there's there's no redeeming quality you don't get to be a white supremacist and be like oh yeah but I like dogs or whatever. Like, no. Yeah, they, they didn't give him a single moment of having a redeeming quality. He was a piece of garbage from the word go. Yeah. And like it just never let up. As a matter of fact, like as the show went on, you just were like, please, please, please kill this guy. Yeah. Um, That suit of his was pretty the suit though right i've got it actually so i don't know about you but like sometimes i'll watch these things and it sparks the now i'm going to go to the comic book store and i'm going to try and find stuff on this character um which there's a great book out there um about peacemaker right now that's fairly new i can't remember the name of it even though i bought it and i read it it's really good it's um, not called peacemaker it is but it's the something i don't remember the title okay it doesn't matter I fell on my head a lot, um, but I, I I need to look up his dad because yeah. I feel like his dad's a pull from the or is a pull from what I've read from the comic books as well. So white so white dragon provided us with a a good additional bad guy. Yes, a good additional bad guy, and also a random like space-time continuum right. warp in a closet <laughs> right. in his house and i love that they kind of just glossed over that they're like oh yeah this is just a thing that we have there if there was an explanation for it i don't remember it there. it did no. not stick with me <laughs> and anybody that went in that room it was just kind of like <laughs> okay all right <laughs> right so this is just like, stuff yeah and, and there are all those helmets there right. the post-credit scene and one is like they're talking it's it's john cena and robert patrick and they're talking about one of the helmets that gives you uh shingles or scabies <laughs> i can't remember one of the two right and he's like why would you make this he goes you're not really a man until you've had to fight off a good round of and, and i'm just like jeez. so he despite being despicable there are some like levity and funny moments there in in terms of interaction um one of my favorite characters though and i absolutely like just fell in love with the guy as the show went on vigilante yeah he i mean he's he's obviously not a good person (laughs) but he thinks he is thinks he is he 100 thinks he is a good person right although he has that line where he's like we kill bad guys mostly except you know when you make a mistake <laughs> like, right. oh my god right this guy should not have guns yeah and nothing encapsulated that more than the the scene in the next to last episode maybe where they're in the in the 
hospital or whatever, not hospital, but at the, the medical center. And they're going to, he's going to execute all of the, he's going to execute the three people, but won't. The veterinarian. The veterinarian. The veterinarian center. center. He would, he's willing to execute him, but he wants to be careful with the tape that he puts around. <laughs> right. He doesn't want to hurt him with the, the tape, tape. Yeah. but he's willing to execute, execute. all three. Right. Yes. <laughs> Oh, like man. what i don't know that guy he was pretty funny i don't know how he survived like all the different things that he survived getting shot multiple times like a, almost lost a toe a up in his had face. a toe almost cut off because right. he was tortured but i really liked him in the episode where he's got himself put in jail that was amazing and kicked some ass and i didn't see that coming no so because there's very little history of vigilante like i looked it up there's okay. very little history i read one of the early comic books this is a very different origin hmm. in the comic books i like it better in peacemaker yeah to be honest um they followed a, an extremely traditional 1980s arc in the comic of like this guy was an attorney loses his family to bad guys and then becomes okay. a vigilante yada yada this That's guy not what happened here no this guy's like a server at like an Applebee's or something yeah. like nobody thinks he's very bright. Um, so you don't really know how tough or how yeah. badass he is. Yeah. Cause they, like there's the scene where he and John Cena are shooting up all of the appliances. Right. And he, and which is kind of cool, but you don't like, so you get the sense that he's got some skill, right. But you don't know. He how much right and he clearly cares about peacemaker right clearly yes. clearly like deeply cares about peacemaker um and may actually i mean it's i'd venture to say probably more than a friend like there's could be yeah, yeah. I, I get right. that that feeling sometimes right. and there's, vigilante seems like the kind of dude that would be like he maybe has some romantic feelings toward Peacemaker, but is not at all able to acknowledge that. In right. Himself. Yeah. He's, he's not quite there. And, yeah. um, but when he gets himself locked up in prison with Peacemaker's dad to keep him from talking to the police. Yeah. And he's such an unassuming young looking kid. Right. That you're like, he's going to get wrecked. Yeah. That did not no, happen. that is that is not what happened. Also, can we back up just a just a moment? Be like, how he got himself put in jail <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> like, they're having picnic, or ever the 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 sheriffs or whatever are out eating lunch at picnic tables, and he just gets up, walks over to him, picks up a trash can, figures out it's heavier than he thinks, <laughs> can barely move it, and just keeps hitting the window with it to break the window to get arrested. Yeah, and they're all just looking at him like, is this really happening? Yep. And, and sure like, enough, yep. He gets arrested, <laughs> thrown in jail, and Dave, what happens? Well, you get a classic, like a classic scene of the of the in this for this scene at least, the protagonist walking through like the line of, and you can see how all the other inmates are jarring at him and making fun of him and making threats to him. And he's just Yep. Totally unfazed. With the glasses, by the way, with the like great 80s glasses. I'm great. pretty sure I had that exact yeah, same he pair looks, when you I know was who like. He looked like he looked like Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. yeah like looks like Napoleon yeah. Dynamite, like yeah. a variation of that, maybe a little fuller, like a yeah. little more upright, right. more confident, but same glasses, yeah. like same kind of unassuming. And you're right. He walked through that prison just like do, 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 do. He knew who he was and what he was going to do in that moment. And when he sat down <laughs> at the table oh <laughs> with Robert Patrick and all the other like Aryan Nation brothers. Yeah. And <laughs> What did he say? Like, let's talk about the contributions to society from African Americans. Yes. <laughs> Just immediately launches into right. this whole thing. Like, oh my goodness. That's so great. And it immediately starts poking the bear. Yes. Like just yes. going at it. And the whole time I'm waiting for them to just pick him up and annihilate him. That is not what happened. No, no. Like, he wiped the floor with them. Yeah. All of them. And yeah. was going to kill Robert Patrick. And you saw like Robert Patrick's face. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm in trouble. Like he just destroyed this entire crew. Right. Um, yeah, it was it, like so vigilante. Who's the actor? You've got it pulled up, Dave. I do. Let's Who played see. Vigilante? Vigilante is an actor named Freddie Stroma. Freddie Stroma, like if you ever listen to this, dude, brilliant. I would watch a vigilante uh show. Um, yeah, like hands down. It yeah. would be interesting to see. 
So there's, you know, there's some really interesting stuff that happens in the show, though. We get Amanda Waller's daughter. Yeah. Which was very um, unexpected. It was. Especially the way that Viola Davis, like, would talk all tough and be like, all right, baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hold, hold, hold on a second. Right. First of all, by the way, if you don't follow Viola Davis on Instagram, you should. Okay. She Good is, know. she has the most positive Instagram page. Huh? Just absolutely super positive, amazing. And you are like, this is Amanda Waller to me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not quite jiving out. Yeah. But so, it, John, great. I don't know if we need to. This is probably a side conversation, but the actors that play the characters aren't. I refuse to believe characters. what you're about to say. Right, right. Sorry. 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 I don't know. I lost uh, my mind there for a second. <laughs> but that interaction was was very interesting and to right. see like how yeah. that goes. Um, and then hardcore economist, like everybody in the in that in the crew team. in the yeah. team, just funny. Um and I think what makes them even funnier is how like just not into like the mission and the people right. that like that they have to deal with and the whole time but every now and then you see like john cena do something and you see little like breaks in their in their stoicism yeah and you're like okay like he's he's kind of like yeah getting yeah. through none more so than that scene in the rv with the music where they discover that like that's what kind of breaks the breaks Hanoi the rocks with yeah. they're listening to Hanoi rocks <laughs> with uh between uh peacemaker and economos like yeah yep and, and that was so great and then they use that scene like that the photo they take while they're all rocking out kind of becomes a symbol of home a symbol of unity like that's like yeah. there here's the thing that's going to get us through is this moment where we were a team yeah and and i just want to bring up with economos uh, is it economist or economos uh i always heard it as economos yeah, it's spelled with the M-O-S at the end. Okay, so economos, economos. I want to say that every now and then he ends up in a position you are sure he's going to die in <laughs> and kills everybody <laughs> and has like this total moment of being a complete badass. Yeah, right. And then just like the next second, like it is like back to being right, like, right, right. the dude killed a gorilla <laughs> with a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. Can we talk about the moment though with the hyper intelligent gorilla? Yeah, I'd almost forgotten about it till just now. When yeah, you brought that up. the the hyper intelligent gorilla, straight from like the Flash. Oh yeah, like you thought for a moment maybe it was Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, until until Economist killed it with a chainsaw. <laughs> with a chainsaw, <laughs> like you do, like you do, like just totally like. And then Vigilante's it. all jealous because he wanted to be the one to wield the chainsaw to wield the chainsaw yeah and it was you know again just some really funny like even in the midst of like just gory violence yeah. funny like the the moments of like you just said you know with vigilante you're like i wanted to be this home. <laughs> i wanted to kill somebody with the chainsaw yeah. like most people would you know if it, most shows i think if they did that it would come across as too serious and and lose the the impact that it did in this show right right yeah i think that's right and then in the midst of all of the gore and all of the violence you get some tender moments too totally like when we discover in maybe the third episode or fourth where we discover that uh peacemaker has kept the butterfly in the jar and is keeping it alive keeping and it, feeding, feeding it. it and yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and that that comes around at the end too. Yeah. That shows back up at his house and he pours right. some out on the porch and it sits there and eats it. Right. And Robert and, Patrick's yes. ghost shows up yeah. and right. Force ghost, apparently. Force ghost. Yeah. Um, before that though, even in the climactic moment where they're about to kill the cow, mm -hmm. Groff, was it Goff or Groff? Goff. Goff. Goff now inhabiting the, um, the detective. Right. Yep. Uh, talks to to him about Detective uh, Song. Talks to Peacemaker about how, hey, I know, I know you don't want to destroy us. You could have, and you didn't. You cared for me. You kept me alive. Mm -hmm. Like 
that was that was why I drew that symbol of peace because I knew that we're right. There's a connection. We're simpatico. And honestly, I thought for a minute she was going to get through to him. I thought so too. And then it didn't happen. No, that's he not what happened. Destroyed it, everything <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And which I'm glad happened because I think had that gone the other way, I think his character arc would have then taken him too far away from like the, the central core of kind of who he is. Yeah. So we got to see that despite the evolution of his emotions throughout the show and um he was still like this is my mission yeah right yeah this is my mission and it also showed like as he was talking to to amanda waller solder i can't remember um the act uh adebayo adebayo yeah adebayo uh who was expertly done like expertly portrayed uh when he's talking to Adebayo and she's like, I thought for a minute, like, you know, you were going to do this thing and we were all done. Like, why didn't you? And he was like, this is my team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He had bonded with that team, just like the team had finally bonded with him. Um, And it was just great to, you know, it was, it was, it made sense. Right. It didn't feel out of place. I think if he had switched sides, it would have felt forced, weird, and out of place. I agree with that. And I think him using Adebayo to just to finish off the cow (laughs) was kind of, was the the best he could do (laughs) as a way to, to, to accept her apology. Right. To forgive her. Like, yeah, I'm going to use you to... Like, I'm going to use you in this way, but I'm also <laughs> declaring that we're on the same team again after, right. you know, not much earlier being like, F yes. you, I'm, we're, we're done. If you have not seen this, the reason I'm dying is because the helmet on her head and she's sitting underneath this giant space cow. Yeah. And he goes, activate human torpedo. And all of a sudden this poor, you know, out of IO, he's, he's used her multiple times as the human torpedo now. Right. And activates it and she shoots up into the cow and comes out and is just covered in goop. And it's, it really is a funny moment. Yes. And he's like, you know, and then he, yeah, he accepts her apology. Um, so without of, saying it, I think that's right, what, that's the point. Saying, like, yeah. I think that act and then saying we're a team is the way he was able to express his forgiveness right and then at the end uh when he's talking to her and they're out in the parking lot and he's he's like hey don't tell vigilante but you're my bff um after eagly after eagly yeah Yeah. look can we talk about eagly yes because so absolutely like amazing uh animation on the on the eagle that was animated dave are we gonna have to have the talk now (laughs) i think so uh i do want to say um my mother-in-law asked the question of uh who trained the eagle Hmm. everybody in the house informed her it wasn't real oh so just so you know the eagle's not real people um it's real if i believe it's real yeah she was adorable i love that she's yeah she's amazing she laughed the whole way through she thought it was that's so great um however like eagly was so expertly done and woven yes. into the show yes the hug in the garage <laughs> and out of my was like i'm calling bullshit yeah <laughs> like you and didn't like i saw an eagle hug a man right yeah harcourt's like, like why did you come back yeah she's like i don't know i saw eagle hug a man and i just took it as a sign to come back but hardcore being okay. who she is is like you didn't take that as a sign to just run <laughs> she's like oh yeah. And, and it was, you know, I like that periodically when there was an aha moment, somebody was right on the tail of it, like challenging the aha moment yeah. with, you didn't think that this right. might mean the other thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, yeah. uh, um, which is great because it's very human. Yes. Right? Sure. That's very human. For sure. Um, should we talk about the end of the last episode? The, uh, the cameos? Mm-hmm. I I think we have to now. So first, I, I think we have to talk about the fact that uh, Peacemaker bashes the Justice League throughout the entire show. Starts off right. with Aquaman yeah. in episode one. He goes after, uh, talks crap on Superman. Yes. Um, 
like says he has a poop fetish <laughs> right goes after batman like talks bad about batman trash talks everyone yeah and the end of the last episode after they've defeated after peacemaker and the team have defeated the butterflies have destroyed the cow essentially i mean you know essentially damning any butterflies that are left to right. starve yeah. to death yeah. which you know that's a little dark but yeah. but somehow played for not exactly laughs but played for it doesn't it doesn't highlight that anyway sorry i'm getting right. sidetracked no, right. but so the mission is accomplished yes they're limping back with their shot multiple times but somehow still alive teammates yep and who shows up the justice league <laughs> coming down from the heavens yeah in the shadows superman aquaman flash and wonder woman yes now the important thing to note is, is like superman's just kind of a shadow like hovering above the ground and wonder woman's just kind of a shadow but jason momoa and ezra miller legitimately show up at the end yes i was not expecting <laughs> I that i did not expect that and John Cena takes a shot at Aquaman. <laughs> What's he telling him? Like, go back to fucking fish. Yeah. We got this covered. Right. Yeah. And Aquaman's response is like, I'm so tired of that fucking rumor. <laughs> and it's from Miller. Flash. It's not a rumor. It's true. It's not a rumor if it's true. <laughs> and he and and Jason Momoa just right on the heels of that. Fuck you, Barry. <laughs> that that whole sequence. What? That just like unexpected hilarious well also you know a little product placement for upcoming dc movies early yeah yeah totally year. right because we got aquaman 2 coming up we've yeah. got flashpoint coming up and i i think it was really good to see those two um one as part of like the the larger dc universe right, right? reminds you that peacemaker is taking is is taking place Exist. in the midst of of that universe which also reaffirms like bringing in you know like probably bring in someone like harley quinn later in like margot robbie and some of those other characters could possibly show up again yeah um in the larger movies right so yeah i i think it was really nice to see that and then it was also nice to see that if you're going to bring them in and intermingle all of them that they're going to fit within right so the little bits of like swearing that happened from jason momoa like fit with his aquaman character right that we've it's, seen historically right right, right, right. And, and it's you know it's you're not going to hear that in the aquaman movie because it'll for sure be pg-13 yep but it's nice to give him a chance to let loose a little bit yes and i'll be curious to see now so we're getting a second season they've already confirmed there's a second yeah. season of peacemaker coming james gunn will write and direct the entire second season yeah thank you james gunn um because i don't know that anybody else can do it i mean there he wasn't the only one to write and direct this season and it was pretty good but but i think without james gunn you know yeah. helming it it, it yeah, could potentially be very different right and right it, and it's sure. such a great formula that's going on and the characters yeah. are so good now what I'm curious to see is, will we get, you know, Peacemaker into some of these other movies, mm. right? Because now Peacemaker to me at this stage, after this series, is <clears throat> he's the he's their rated R property. Yeah. Like Deadpool is the right, rated, right. rated R property for yeah. Marvel. Peacemaker is 100% that rated R property for DC. Yeah. So Although the entire the entire suicide squad is yes also right but i i but, think that his character started as and will be that like he's not gonna suddenly go rainbow's puppy dog oh and, right yeah you know, yeah yeah he, yeah, the, yeah you can't go to a pg-13 peacemaker after that no no uh -uh, they they won't and marvel if you're listening or disney if you're listening because marvel wouldn't do it but don't don't you can't do pg-13 I mean, they did. I know they did, but that was a special thing. It was. It was a special thing, and yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, this interlude brought to you by 
<laughs> by Deadpool. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so I think you know, Peacemaker has firmly established itself as uh, the character Peacemaker is firmly established as the rated R character for DC. Yeah. Um, and now that we've seen him interact, uh, you know, with other two other prominent DC characters that we're going to see other movies from, I'm curious to see if we're going to see him. Will he make a cameo in some way? In some in, way, shape, or form. Those. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm guessing kind of not. But Could be in but the post credits. That yeah, that I could see. Yeah, I would see like the post credits. Yeah. And and that so that little interaction too at the end uh, gave me a little bit of hope about the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. Because it's been waning. It has. We did a whole episode on that. Friends, you can go back and uh, listen to that uh, a few weeks back. Yeah, just hop in your DeLorean. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, go watch Back to the Future and just... If they're listening to... If they've listened to us for an hour ramble on about Peacemaker, I'm pretty sure they know the reference. True. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, and if you're still with us, thank you. Yeah, thanks. We just... This was... We just keep talking. Yeah. We do. Can we, you know, speaking of post-credits, can I say, what did you think of the post-credits in this series? I thought that they were funny. Like, not a lot to do with the show. Right. It wasn't a thing where, like, oh, we were advancing the plot. It no. was just, like, it was basically outtakes. Yeah. I, that's what I felt like they were. And yeah. I enjoyed the outtakes because, like the show, I didn't feel that it took itself too seriously yeah. at any given point in time. Yeah. So I liked that the post credit scenes felt like outtake scenes yeah and i i thought they were a little hit or miss yeah but the two with the big tall like sheriff dude yes oh, oh my gosh who buddy. is that actor because oh uh, he was hilarious he but was when he hilarious. was talking about he's standing up in front of everybody and addressing the the uh media and yeah. the rest of the police with What's he talking about? Like towel drying himself Something. or it was, cleaning yeah. and bathing? Christopher Heyerdahl. Yes. Yes. Was <laughs> and deadpan and so. Did you funny. watch though? If you watch the one where he's talking about bathing and drying, <laughs> there's an officer over to the right who can't keep his right, face right, right, right. And yeah. I really appreciate that they didn't go back and keep reshooting it until right. he was. Right, right. The fact that he was dying laughing yeah. the whole time, I was like, this is this is perfect. Yeah, and um, uh, Annie Chang, who played Detective Song, and uh, Lachlan Monroe, yep. who played Detective uh, Larry Fitzgibbon, was, uh, they were, they held it. Like they were good, but I I swear I could see just maybe oh, just just a little twitch of the hundred percent. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was that stuff was pretty funny. It was great. Um, and, and wasn't he also? Wasn't there another one where where they went back where uh, where we, it was first revealed that the captain kind of turned on him, and he shot the officers, and then he's like calling for help or something. Like I don't even remember. Yeah. Saying, it, yeah, there's another one yeah, singing right. or something or i don't know but the two with him so were good. really yeah funny. um well dave I, I guess if you had to give it uh the patented coffee and capes rating what would you give it, it it's got to be an overwhelmed for me yeah i i would agree absolutely overwhelmed um it was great and just to recap our three-tiered system in case you yeah haven't been with us since the beginning overwhelmed whelmed Whelmed. and underwhelmed um yeah, I, and it, and honestly, it it was that way from beginning to finish for me. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a moment where I was like, "Meh, the show got okay." It was from beginning to end, I was overwhelmed through the show, and I'm right. super excited for season two. Yeah, for sure. I my one concern is if we're gonna get too much of the peacekeeper hardcore relationship. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if it's going to like, I don't know if I want them to develop a romantic relationship. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I just wouldn't want that to be the thing that like takes over the. I don't think it will. Yeah. I, I, you think back to like how James Gunn handled Gamora and Peter. Um, and yeah. It, and, it fair. Does, and it doesn't take over. It's woven. It's interwoven in really well. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to see what he's going to do with that. Uh, I'm yeah. really curious to see how the vigilante piece will um, 
continue to develop and evolve because they've clearly brought him in. It's there's some stuff I'm excited to see in season two. Yeah. Now the question will be, will they continue the opening sequence or will they have a brand new one? I talked to Rachel and I talked about that and I'm like, I really hope they make a new one. Yeah. James Gunn, please. If you're listening to this, you did so good. It was so brilliant. Please make us a new opening sequence. I don't know how you top it, but you will find a way. We, I, we have faith in you. Yeah, we have faith. Can I just say maybe my other favorite part of that is, uh, I, I just turned off my phone, but the, the actor who plays uh, Adebayo's wife, her part of that where she just like flicks, every, flicks double, everybody off. Double, double birds, birds everybody. Double birds. <laughs> like, I don't so know why. Good. It's so juvenile of me, I guess, but that just cracks me up every time. So good. It was she so didn't good. really have a large part to play in the series, but and you know had some important moments yeah and, and she was kind of like it, it kind of embodies her her approach to this team yeah like screw all you guys and 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 to loop it back to kind of the the very beginning before we sign off peacemaker's relationship with Adebayo and you know her being an lgbtq yeah you know married individual within the show yeah like again just goes to demonstrate how the medium is furthering the acceptance of these uh you know of everybody's lifestyle yeah and normalizing it in the media and and it's so it could have easily especially after you see robert patrick and you understand he's a piece of shit could have easily gone in a different direction but peacemaker demonstrated like he really wasn't like racist yeah. and yeah. you know homophobic his, or was, any of those. That things. was the environment he was raised in. That was the environment. But, that was a team. Yeah, go ahead. But he wasn't he, he wasn't defined by that environment. Right, right. He was yes, he didn't let himself be defined by that. At least in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The there was a tiny little detail that I really appreciated. The getaway car that they stole from the from White Dragon's crew. Mm-hmm. The the license plate was thirteen words, which is one of those like Aryan race like white supremacist little things. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I I like that they're like you know what, just in case you weren't positive, right? Yeah. That these douchebags are who who they're saying like here's here's yet another little clue. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm here for anything that that takes those guys down. Yeah. So peacemaker, overwhelming, great. Watch it. Let us know what you think, please. Yeah, um, about the show and you know about our take on the show like what did we miss what did uh what, what did, did you love yeah what did you love what didn't we talk about you thought we should have talked about yeah. you know and and as always guys thanks for thanks for sticking around and listening yeah. this long and and all the support like it really does mean a lot we appreciate you until next time true believers bye, bye guys <laughs>